Welcome to the Football Bloody Hell podcast. In this podcast, we bring you day five of the 1986 World Cup held in Mexico where we saw the famous group of death get underway plus Iraq's World Cup debut. We will relive every single day of the 1986 World Cup and bring you a daily podcast. We hope you enjoy this podcast. FIFA World Cup 1986. Welcome to the group of death. Day 5, Wednesday the 4th of June 1986. Four days into this World Cup and we've already had the holders being held by Bulgaria, France struggling to get past Canada and England losing to Portugal. We've also had the Soviet Union thumping Hungary. Now it was the turn for what was known as the group of death. All four teams from Group E were in action. But before that, we had the debut appearance of Iraq at a World Cup. Group B Estadio Nemesio Diaz, Toluca, 24,000 watching on. Paraguay 1, Romero 35th minute. Iraq 0, Paraguay lined up with, Fernandez, Torrales, Zabala, Shetina, Delgado, Nunes, Canete, Romero, Ferreira, Mendoza, subbed off for Guache, Cabanas. Iraq went with, Rad Hamoudi, Khalil Alawi, Nadim Shaker, Samir Shaker, Natik Hashem, Ghana Morabi, Ali Hussein Shahab, Harris Mohammed replaced by Raheem Hamid, Basil Gorgi subbed off for Basim Qasim, Hussein Saeed, Ahmed Radi. The first game of the day was won between two teams regarded as minnows. Paraguay were competing at their fourth World Cup but hadn't reached this stage since 1958. They had drawn with Brazil in qualification, and then beat Colombia and Chile in the playoffs. They were managed by Cayetano Ri, who'd been a member of the 58 squad. Iraq were making their debut on the world stage. They were managed by Brazilian Evaristo, whose playing career had seen him at Flamengo, Barcelona and Real Madrid. They came through three rounds of qualifying, which saw them score a late goal against UAE before seeing off Syria over two legs. This was the same group Mexico were in and after they beat Belgium the day before, a win here for either side could be crucial. Both sides had chances to open the scoring, with Iraq appearing far from overawed with their first taste of the world stage. Paraguay went closest when a fine passing move saw Mendoza fire over from about 12 yards after Cabanas nod down. Hussein Saeed then had a shot from long range which just went wide of Fernandez's post. But then with just 10 minutes of the first half remaining, Iraq's defense was ripped apart far too easily from a through ball. Romero ran onto it and lobbed the keeper for the opening goal. Soon after, Harris Mohammed curled a free kick which Fernandez did well to tip over. In the second half, Mendoza should have put the game beyond reach. He was free in the area, and as the keeper came out he easily went round him. But Nardine Shaker had got back on the line and he headed Mendoza's shot over the bar. By now Paraguay were in total control and a little too nonchalant with the chances which came their way. They ran out 1-0 winners and should really have scored many more. But it was three points and joined Mexico with a win each. Group E Estadio La Corregidora, Queretaro, 30,500 watching. Uruguay 1, Alzamendi 4th minute. West Germany 1, a loss 84th minute. Uruguay selected, Alves in goal. Batista, Diogo, Acevedo, Gutierrez in defense, Francesco Lee, Santon, Barrios subbed off for Saralagui, Bossio in midfield, Alzamendi replaced by Ramos, Da Silva in attack. West Germany lined up as follows. Schumacher in goal. Bertold, Orgenthaler, Ida, Potassium Hydride. 
Forster, Briegel in defence, Mathaus replaced by Rummenig, Magath, Bremer replaced by Litvarski in midfield with Voller and a loss up front. Group E was considered the very definition of a group of death. Two times winners, Uruguay were up against another two times winner, West Germany. With Denmark and Scotland the other two sides, it was expected to be tight. Uruguay hadn't competed in the last two tournaments but were back at a World Cup having won their qualifying group against Chile and Ecuador. They had the elegantly talented, Enzo Francescoli, known as the Prince, in their ranks. West Germany were always one of the teams to beat for any side hoping to win a World Cup. They'd suffered their first ever qualifying defeat when Portugal beat him, even though they were already through. They were runners-up in Spain, 82, but disappointing at Euro, 84. They could still count on world-class talent such as Karl-Heinz Rummenig, Lothar Matthaus and Tony Schumacher. Maybe not the classic some hoped it would be, but it was certainly a physical game. No more so than when Uruguay went in front. The game was barely four minutes old when Francescoli seemed to be tripped on the left of midfield, but play went on. Inexplicably Matthaus played the ball back over his own defence from the halfway line. Antonio Alzamendi pounced on the loose ball. Klaus Orgenthaler tried to bring him down on the edge of the area, but the River Plate striker skipped past his challenge. Then Schumacher came out and tried to haul him down, but he continued to skip on and then thumped the ball in off the underside of the bar. West Germany's talisman, Rummenig, came into the tournament not 100% fit and started on the bench. With the Germans unable to find an equalizer they threw him on in a bid to make the difference. Orgenthaler came closest when he fired a shot from outside the area which thundered against the crossbar. The Germans became increasingly desperate with shots raining in from everywhere. Eventually, Orgenthaler lobbed a ball into the area and Klaus Alos managed to beat Fernando Alves. There were only six minutes left on the clock. The game ended 1-1. Group E Estadio Neza 86, Nezawalkoyotl, 18,000 fans. Scotland 0, Denmark 1, Elk Jaya 57th minute. Scotland's 11 lined up as Leighton in goal, Goff, McLeish, Miller, Malpas across the back line. Strachan, Aitken, Saunas, Nickel in a midfield four, Sturrock and Nicholas up front. Denmark went with Rasmussen, Bertelsen, M. Olsen, Nielsen, Busk, Arneson, M. Laudrup, J. Olsen, Lebee, Bergreen, Elkjaya. After the draw between Uruguay and West Germany, Scotland and Denmark had their chance to top the group. Scotland were at their fourth successive World Cup and hoping to get out of the group stage for the first time. They came through qualifying finishing second to Spain in their group. A late Davy Cooper penalty against Wales grabbed qualification at the expense of the Welsh. It was a bittersweet moment as news spread of the death of legendary manager, Jock Stein who was in charge of the squad in 82. Second place meant they had to beat Australia in a playoff to reach this stage. Denmark had rapidly become one of the most exciting sides in European football and were now looking to showcase their talent on the biggest stage. The likes of Preben Elkjaya, Soren Leby, Jesper Olsen, Michael Laudrup and Frank Arneson were now the talk of the town. They'd been a penalty kick away from the Euro 84 final and winning their qualifying group just added to their billing for this tournament. The team news for Scotland was that Dundee United's Paul Sturrock was chosen to partner Charlie Nicholas in attack. Denmark's preparations were hampered by a number of their squad going down with stomach upsets prior to the game. Denmark was soon looking dangerous on the attack with the pace of Michael Laudrup. But it was Charlie Nicholas who had the first real chance when he chested down a Steve Nickel header but he shot straight at Rasmussen's legs. 
Scotland had a number of set-piece opportunities which resulted in headers going just over from Goff and McLeish. Then Goff was presented with a glorious chance. Aitken and Strachan moved the ball well from the left, and Strachan fed Goff, who'd come up from the back. He was ahead of the defender, but the Dundee United player took it on his left to give himself space from the advancing keeper, then skied his shot over the bar. The half ended with Arneson shooting just over after a little interchange with Elkjaya. It was amazing how many shots went just over the bar in the first half. Twelve minutes into the second half and the deadlock was finally broken. Arneson picked it up in midfield then fed Elkjaya on the left of the area. The Verona striker skipped past Miller and fired a low left foot shot past Leighton's left hand for the opening goal. Roy Aitken then had the ball in the net. Strachan's left wing corner went all the way to Miller on the right wing. He floated it back into the area where Aitken took it on his chest and knocked it in off the post. But the linesman's flag went up straight away. Replays showed Aitken was offside when he received the ball, but not when it was kicked. Scotland were very unlucky. They were again unlucky a few minutes later when Strachan's right-wing cross almost crept in under the keeper at the near post. In the end, Denmark held on and registered an important victory. The Scots could consider themselves very unfortunate, but their performance should have given them hope for the next two matches. The Danes looked a match for anyone. So now we've seen every team in this World Cup. USSR, Argentina and Denmark have looked the most impressive. Tomorrow is the big game of the group stage, 1982 winners Italy against 1978 winners Argentina. After their demolition of Hungary, USSR were now expected to be quite a match for France too so that was quite a prospect. So, tomorrow's matches. In Group A we have Italy versus Argentina then South Korea versus Bulgaria. Then we move to Group C and France versus the USSR. Come back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our Football Bloody Hell podcast on the 1986 World Cup from Mexico. That was Day 5 of the 1986 Mexico World Cup. Please share this podcast with your fellow football-loving friends and family and don't forget to check out our shop where you can buy amazing, iconic framed artwork and high-quality t-shirts. Right now we have free shipping on all artwork orders. Simply head to footballbh.shop. That's footballbh.shop. We will be back soon with another short podcast for you to enjoy.